Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal yes. friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, make oh, sure yeah. make sure you subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and all that good stuff. Uh, you can search us, find us, Metal Sucks Podcast. That's uh, where you can find us on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher and other means and ways to grab your old podcast and get them on your phone and all that good stuff. You can also find us on the social medias and stuff. I am at Bearded Ape on Twitter. I am at Godless Speaks and GodlessSpeaks.com. So, yes, you can get us there. And, of course, every Monday at MetalSucks.net. While you're looking at that post and making comments about uh, the awesome conversations that we have, you can also leave us a speak pipe and tell us what you think about whatever the hell it is we're talking about. So that's also good to leave us suggestions, that kind of thing. You never know what, what might pop up and be related to what's going on with uh what's in the world this week we've got and, another episode of uh, one minute to midnight uh we're also going to talk to uh metal sucks contributor crash thompson about oh, metal yeah. underground uh it, it, does that exist anymore i don't know we figure it out <laughs> yeah this, that's the idea uh so yeah we're gonna try to figure that out we're also going to check out a new one from uh, cattle decapitation which hopefully you've heard by now if you haven't you're in for it because that new cattle decapitation is awesome it is awesome and i torture poor godless with a new song from ghost and it's not awesome <laughs> it is awesome it's actually just it's just fine uh, but what's just not awesome? Fine. What? What's oh my god! It is. It's fine. It's it. Uh, well, did you? It's. It, I don't want to describe a song as. Oh, it's okay. That's probably not a good way to do. It. I like it. I think it's actually good. So that's coming up in the episode. But what's not okay is Ronnie Racky, or allegedly. <laughs> allegedly not okay. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly not okay. <laughs> Sexual assault is bad. It's bad. Bad things happen, man. It's all late breaking on Friday, but some woman posted on, or young woman on Friday posted that she was raped by gang, uh, by Ronnie Racky. And then a friend of hers uh, said that she was gang raped, possibly by just one person. But yeah, I don't know how exactly that works. But uh, yeah, I've seen so the she. Videos. I don't think that works that way. <laughs> yeah, but she, that her friend was raped by Ronnie Radke. And then Ronnie Radke basically put a very, very. Uh, uh, you know, stoic and, and um, uh, you know, seemed rather sensible, probably through his lawyer, basically saying that, uh, you know, no, I didn't do this. This is uh, not good. Yeah. So it was, it's, you know, it's interesting because Radke's got this track record that, uh, you know, is, is, is got most people giving this uh, young anonymous woman on, uh, somewhat anonymous woman on Facebook, the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, it's, there's just nowhere to, I, I don't think that an accusation like this gets the legs that it gets for most other musicians, 
because they don't have the kind of record that Radke does. But Radke does have a a, a, a domestic battery on his record. And, yeah. You know he's you know he's just you know hit or uh, what he threw a microphones at a, a microphone stand at fans. Yeah, and they stuff like threw that. that in the crowd and that stuff and hit somebody with that. And uh, he, he's got he's got a he's got a reputation, quote unquote. But at the same time, though, that's no reason to to side against him in in something that we don't know all the facts on right you know i mean it just seems like a really uh, you got to take it all in yeah we're not siding one way or the other i don't think that anybody possibly could but i think that you know it's a good thing to know because a where there's smoke there's some sort of fire we don't know that it's this fire but it's some sort of fire and you know young women out there probably ought to be on the uh you know know that probably being alone in a room with this guy and his buddies might not be the most sensible thing to do and unless you know people are reporting about it you know and that's not a slight against radke about this situation it's just about you know everybody's got to be safe out there well hell and for that matter it's probably better to his benefit to not be in that situation because then if he gets accused of something he's he's got no witness or no other things to go about it as well you know like that's that's the whole other thing about that is like well hey look dude uh, you're gonna have to watch your ass because if people yeah. are, are are after you, then they're gonna be after you, and that's a, it's gonna happen that way. And it 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 sucks. It's just weird that that like the you know the court of the internet, the public opinion that, that's out there is it, we all we typically side with the victim, which is not a bad thing actually. You know, I I definitely believe that 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 there is more sexual assault and more bad things are happening out there than are reported. Uh, across the board, you know, there's what is they say, like one in four, one in five uh, of rapes are, are actually reported, you know, because of whether it's shame, whether it's victimization, you know, like yeah. there's so many reasons why they don't go to the cops or why and people don't come out about that stuff until after the fact. And, and a lot of times when it's too late because of the shame that's involved with it. And that's the thing that 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 is hard about it. But what's worse is, is like if these things turn out to be false, then then it looks even, it's even worse. It just makes it even, it's bad all around. But I think trying to judge this in the court of public opinion is like the worst way to do it because when you do that, you you can't get the real facts and what's involved. You're just listening to what somebody said about this and so what somebody said about that. It's like, well, what's what's the real, what, what do we have? What's the evidence, right? See, see, I disagree with you, this idea that we always side with the accuser, the, the victim. I, I don't think the that that's necess- I don't think that that's necessarily true. Well, I think, it's not, well, I'm thinking certainly about not historically correct. Well, I'm thinking well, about me in my head. Like when I, when I'm, when I think about it, my first thought is like, Oh, you've been victimized. I'm on your side. You know, that's the way I always think about it. But then I have to pull myself back and go, whoop, wait, you know, and actually look at the facts. But, my gen- but I generally, I sort of side on that side, but that may just as be a me. culture we don't, you know. Yeah, no, it's, I, true. It, and 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 this is the the really you know sh- shitty thing about rape is that there's just almost no way to ever prove one way or the other and whether a, a, a wrong was done, and that sucks. It just sucks. I mean, you can you can check to see if uh, you know his commas in there, but you know the fact is, is that it might have been consensual. We don't know. It might have even been you know a little bit of abusive but it was still consensual there's just no way to know it's one person's word versus the other yeah and it sucks and there's just no ifs ands or buts about it and and historically i think that as a culture we've always sided with the the male 
and yeah. the woman either was asking for it or dressed provocatively or you know uh, uh, in, you know, in a bad situation had too much to drink yeah yeah, yeah there's there plenty a, a, when, lit, a litany of different things that that made it so that it was their fault exactly i mean i think there's a reason that bill cosby's alleged victims haven't come forward until recently and that's because it's only now that the conversation's starting to change i think that that you know like the woman at columbia who you know has been walking around columbia university with a mattress well i don't know what happened between her and that dude no way no way to know but what i appreciate about what she's done is she's totally changed the conversation about how uh uh um, these uh, possible crimes are investigated and treated and the whole thing. And I, there's a real value to that. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think that the, you're right. I think, I think it's probably me that's kind of the way that I think about it uh, more than anything else is that I side with the victim personally. But, I mean, I think, we, I, I think that it's gotten to that point now that, try to even though it'd be somewhat even handed with those things right i think it's just funny you know like you know (laughs) you're going to a goat water show on on monday you know (laughs) it's like it's like a bunch of like dudes (laughs) you know there's no sexual assault going on there you know there's there's a boatload of testosterone with nowhere to go you know that's that's going on there (laughs) it's very true (laughs) <laughs> it's being drowned in beers <laughs> but you know when you go to like falling in reverse or dance gavin dance you got you know young people who are you know good looking and and uh, uh full of uh uh vigor and lust for life and you know stuff happens and you know it's easy to forget that that happens it's just you know the van's warp tour who knows what the hell goes on or the kids today you know what i mean there's, <laughs> just there's, like, no i know a lot of different stuff that you know i kind of like that and it makes me happy so you know <laughs> that's the, that story's a whole nother thing too right exactly exactly yeah that's kind of why i was segueing there i mean they've got youtubers that have been accused of uh soliciting for nude photos of minors and uh soliciting for twerking videos from minors and so of course you know everybody's got these change.org petitions to get these people thrown off the tour and originally the founder of uh, uh warp tour kevin lyman was like uh you know uh, boot you know they're gone all yeah, of them are yeah, gone. yeah 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 which you know i think is is sort of like you the initial reaction is oh the victims you know the victims we got to keep people safe but then he goes wait 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 before we do all that uh it, he just had the, the like most sensible quote no his statement uh, was actually pretty brilliant and it kind of it kind of rings true kind of across the board is uh, okay let me let me just read it here Quote, while the uh, while the world can be screwed up at times, there is a criteria for things in the court of the Internet. People's lives are being dragged out in front of the world with no due process. People throw very strong words out onto the Internet. And when it is old news to them, it leaves a trail of, of destruction in other people's lives. The country is built on the concept of innocent until proven guilty. Are we going back to the Salem witch hunt tri- uh, mentality? Communication needs to happen. I'm actively encouraging that if women and girls feel that if they are being victimized, tell your parents, go to the police, talk to counselors. It makes total sense to me right there, right? And and you could apply that to what he's dealing with, Vance To Warpor. Ronnie Radke, to uh, OTEP and what happened in that situation. Like that, that applies to like all of those situations because you cannot, you, you cannot be afraid of law enforcement. You cannot be afraid of that, even though it, it feels like being victimized again. Because I've had friends who've gone through it. 
I know that that's not easy to do, but at the same time, it's the only way to make sure that something happens in actual court and something, you know, like if it's if it's true and it happens, that's the only way to make sure that that something actually gets done. And, you know, for too long, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, because it happens to, to, to men perhaps a little more rarely, but, you know, definitely, uh, you know, nearly every female on in the United States has been sexually assaulted, you know, just about every single one of them. And they need to report it. And I know that the reaction is, but why would, you know, I can't, if I do that, it's going to go nowhere. And maybe it will probably will go nowhere, but at least it's out there. And people can get an idea as to who the jerk offs are who are doing it because it's not, you know, nearly every woman has been sexually assaulted in the United States. This isn't because nearly every guy is sexual assaulting. It's because there's a small number of dudes who are just doing it over and over and over and over again and not uh, nobody's putting a stop to it. So what do you think about what do you think about like that? the, The idea that. You know, if you don't have any recourse as far as the legal aspects of this, because, you know, a lot of a lot of women will tell you that if they go through the process, they're getting those questions that you're talking about. They're getting the what were you wearing? You know, how much did you have to drink? What was the right. you know, what was the, what was that situation? You know, they're getting basically they're getting raped again by the system. What what happens to the people that, that it doesn't work for? And they take to the court of public opinion to try to get some kind of justice or social justice out of it there. Is that wrong as well? Or is that is that part of this whole other victimization process? Because we we don't know for sure. Or my other favorite part is when, uh, uh, you know, somebody goes, oh, well, you know, she uh, she's had sex with this person and that person as if like somebody who is sexually active can't be the victim yeah. of rape. And yeah, it's yeah. like you don't get it. You don't get it. There's yeah, a difference in consent. Yeah, exactly. It's like it doesn't matter if so, if at any time the word no comes up from either party that's involved then bam done you know there there is this there is not that no means yes bullshit that you've heard people say that's that that doesn't exist that's not real yeah. you know yeah. so it's i don't yeah did ronnie Racky do this did the you know these youtube jerk offs do something i don't know i have no idea but all i do know is that you know I, i'm i'm my daughter my sister my mother shouldn't be alone in a room with ronnie Racky. that's <laughs> that's all i'm saying you know i'm taking my daughter to the metallica show and she's going to be right by my side the entire time all right and no. we talked we talked to kim kelly about this like last year mm-hmm. and i still feel like there's there's a real lack of reporting on 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 who inside the metal scene is doing stuff like this but if, that's what if, i'm if, talking about though it's if this still- if this girl is true if what happened is true if this girl on facebook posting this if what happened was true then i applaud her because it's awesome that she's willing to take the risk to get out there if she's lying well that really 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 sucks but that we might never know one way or the other but you know if if you have been a victim of assault please do something to save everybody else and to to, to, uh, potential future victims let people know you have a huge forum on which you can put that information out there use it but if you call somebody a rapist and you cannot prove it nobody can prove it ah, 
dude. How would you? All you can do is make an accusation if that's what happened is true. But what I'm saying is, though, is and that's my point, though. I mean, that's exactly the point of Kevin Lyman, for that matter. I mean, the the idea that we're going to call somebody a pedophile, we're going to call somebody a rapist, we're going to call somebody that thing, that is going to linger forever because you Google the name. Boom, boom, here. That's the first thing that comes up. Ronnie Radke, rapist. You know, that's like those things that those things come up like forever. So as soon as you make that accusation, whether it's true or not, I mean, that that has consequences. Like, yes. And and I mean, but I don't care whether you can prove it's true as long as it is true. The the is is what matters, not whether it can be proven or not, because the problem with rape is that you cannot you cannot prove it. It's, it's impossible to do. I think it's that's a, see, and that's a tough thing for me because I th- I think it's if, how, if, how can, you if, can't prove a negative either. At the same time, like he can't prove that it didn't happen. Exactly. So I mean, how do, how does he combat something like that? That if it didn't really happen, it, other than other does, than that, that idea that like, please believe me, please believe me, I didn't sleep with that girl. You know, like how can you 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 just can't so many losers on each side you know like everybody loses in the situation and it just but oh, fuck if, if if it is true uh yeah cut your balls off <laughs> yeah. just boom done we're gonna we're gonna finish this right there man the, these have become a problem i'm going to Caitlin <laughs> right? and we're going to remove these thank you oh we found the source of the problem okay now we're gonna yes. we're going to remove it like a tumor <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's an entirely one right answer, but I think the, the like you said, if you have been a victim of any kind of uh, any kind of sexual assault or anything like that, you you know, it, call us. Dude, well, <laughs> we'll put it on the podcast. Well, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know if anybody wants to talk about that. With a, put it on the speak pipe. There you go. You got sixty <laughs> yeah, seconds. Speak pipe. <laughs> sixty seconds to tell your story. Get after it. Go. Now make sure that you you contact the authorities. That you do something about it because you know the, if you if you're quiet about it, and you don't. If you don't say anything, then especially in the first like 48 hours, you've got to do something about it because that's the only time that they can get a rape kit and get something accurate on it. If there is something like that, that's involved, you've got to be aware of those things. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy because like I said, as a father of a young daughter, I, I, the, the, the horrifies me <laughs> to think of what is wrong with like men out there nowadays and nowadays oh my goodness well this way for thousands of years that's probably that's true too since the caveman days but yeah but i mean geez it's just hard to believe because then because then they can come back and like shame you on the internet at the same time and like there's this whole other side of it and it's like there's just so much more that's yeah it's it's so crazy Hey, can I give a, a quick like uh, uh, word out to the the bad Christian guys because they were the ones who turned me on to the story about uh, Van's Warp Tour in a recent oh, yeah. episode, and, and uh, so that was uh, kind of cool. And they're going through that same question that you are, like you know, you know, what about our daughters? <laughs> I know, I know. It's just so, oh, it's so harrowing. It really is, man. And it's so not metal. So yeah. not metal. It's metal, like you know, put women on a pedestal. Yeah, there you go. That's what's metal yeah right yeah right yeah right yeah it was, hey, another thing about that bad christian podcast it's like all three of those dudes you remember we had them on like last year right? yeah but all three dudes on the on the podcast you know devout devout christian 
Uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a a, a, a preacher, right? Mm-hmm. All now if we were lumped them and the four of them together. They're all going through like the worst life shit right now, and I'm like, oh my god, this god of yours just really doesn't like you because <laughs> because here I am, my life's pretty good. I've been scoring some good money on some multi-table tournaments. You know, I mean, luck has got everything to do with it sometimes, and my luck's been pretty good. You know, I've got a couple suckouts on uh, at the poker tables. It's been great, and you know, it's just my reaction is like, ah, oh, you know, it's random people. It's totally random. I mean, sexual assault's not random, but you know, just the life shit like that is—it is, just happens, and oh, it just makes that the the idea that there's faith in these in this God that's you know really torturing these guys. Oh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast, though. That's, I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. we could get into that, but that's a whole other podcast, my friend. I know. Sorry to shoehorn that in, but you know, props to those guys for uh, you know a great show. Now this podcast we got to get into our uh, feature segment of this week, uh, One Minute to Midnight, with none other than E.L. Levy on the Metal Sucks podcast. A band has one minute or less to make a lasting impression on a label, producer, or fans. One minute minute. to be weighed and measured. 60 seconds. One minute to midnight. Super excited. We've got another one uh, One Minute to Midnight episode back with the great E.L. Levy. Uh, he's going to be critiquing two bands. They've submitted one minute of music each, and we're just going to tear into it uh, and see uh, see what Isle thinks. Uh, the first band today is called Exovoid. <laughs> Uh, Isle, what do you think? Should we avoid the exovoid? I don't know if we should avoid the exovoid, and here's why. I, I think that what exovoid needs is the same thing that one of the bands we talked about last week needs, which is somebody else to cut up their previews. And here's why. When I first started hearing this, I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's a really loud solo. This is going on for quite a while. I wonder if this is an instrumental band. You know, and so if it's an instrumental band and your preview consists of a solo, that makes sense, kind of. However, vocals come in after the solo and go for a few seconds and then it's over. And so that makes me wonder a couple things about this band. Are they a one piece? And if so, does the guy feel more confident about his guitar than his vocals? But if this is a full band, then the wrong person is in charge. Um, it sounds like, well, well you just uh, you inspired know. the most contentious band rehearsal in the history <laughs> of bands. 
Well, look, who here has followed a band for a really long time to where they got to a level of commercial success where they then decided to be the producer on their own record, Ooh. even though they weren't a professional producer. Yeah. I'm talking about metal bands. I know black metal bands and really cool frog bands that have done this. You know, this is just, uh, who here has noticed, like, you know, maybe like six albums in or seven albums in when they're like, I want to be the producer. And let's just say that the band leader is the vocalist, for instance. Um, the really cool Norwegian black metal band I like who did this. A really cool prog band from Sweden that's very popular did this. But uh, one thing that I have always noticed when the wrong person is in charge that the instrument that they play is too loud in the mix. And it makes the album not as good because they focus the they focus the album on themselves a lot more than if they had a real producer doing his job. It's, this is a lot of the same stuff that I talked about the week before um, with the band that gave me the preview that wasn't as good as the rest of their material. I don't think that this represents the band in the best possible light. If anything, it just makes me think, okay, there's a dude who likes to solo in this band. That's all I really know. Uh, he's influenced by Necrophagist, kind of influenced by Yngwie if you slowed him down about 20 dpm, and kind of influenced by old school death metal. But that's really all I know, because I got like three seconds of vocals where the vocalist was doing, was keeping quarter note time with the riffs, just kind of like hitting the, the accents and so not really doing any kind of interesting vocal patterns. So this kind of gives me nothing other than, wow, that lead guitarist is in charge. Uh, so I, I would recommend to this band that since they are obviously pretty good and able to, you know, actually do stuff on their instruments and seem to have some sort of direction that if they're going to submit a preview to something or have a preview at all, maybe let a more neutral party decide what is what's best to represent the band with and i, and I we, guess the yeah. singer's girlfriend does not count <laughs> yeah. yeah what i mean by that guitar is, player's uh, girlfriend sorry yeah 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 a guitar player's girlfriend well maybe they might be the same person too <laughs> yeah, i mean that was the case that was the Whoops. case in necrophagist oh, oh. <laughs> yeah well it could be the same person and um, the reason I'm saying it could be the same person is because oftentimes people in metal bands end up being the vocalist because nobody else would do it. True. And, uh, you know, maybe he spent his entire life learning to play guitar, but just the last few years wanting to do vocals because it was just like, fuck it, I'll do it. But because he's been playing guitar a lot longer, he feels more confident about it and therefore puts that ahead of the vocals. That you know, I'm kind of just fantasizing here about a scenario because I don't know what it is. I'm just going off of stuff that I've experienced in real life. But um, that that's another reason for why there should be a more independent or neutral third party who's got the best interest of the band at heart helping make these kinds of decisions because musicians are just they're too close to it. 
and I, I just feel like there's a common thread. And I said this before, there's a common thread between a lot of these bands that I'm critiquing. And the common thread is that they're not representing themselves in the best possible light. Well, let's see if this next band, Loja, will uh, represent themselves any better. <laughs> Sixty seconds. All right, we gotta stop. I have well, to stop. Besides it. the fact that it was recorded at Campbell's Toucan <laughs> Studios, <laughs> what else? What do you think, Logia <laughs> or Loja? I don't. I'm not sure how to pronounce it either. Uh, me neither. But you know, you only played sixty seconds, but I listened through the whole song, and you know what we just heard doesn't doesn't represent the uh, totality of this work of music. Um, because By the sounds are, of it, you could listen to them for like an hour and a half. I don't think you'd get to the totality of it all, do Do you think? Well, <laughs> I'm just well. There are clean vocals. I guess that's that's what I'm getting at. There's melodic vocals that come in, and uh, I kind of wanted to address them because you know the band should know that their vocalist is really out of tune, and uh, they they should know that once the vocals go melodic, all the little proggy start and stop stuff that they do starts to get real scattered. And I wanted to just talk about their structuring of the riffs against the, the music. Now they do some cool, they have some cool parts that we heard, like where they have the whammy pedal, the Digitech whammy on the guitar. And they're, you know, they're doing some cool stuff where they'll stop and there'll be like the cool snare riff and, the noodly bass that I normally don't like for some, for some reason. In this case, I think it's all right. But then they just keep on going with the stop, start, you play this, uh, stop, all right, then I'll play that, stop, okay, fill. But they keep doing that once the melodic vocals come in, and it just starts to sound scattered and disorganized. And I feel like these guys owe it to themselves to structure their stuff better because they actually have some cool ideas in there. They also owe it to themselves to get a real recording because this isn't doing them any justice. And when you have a band that, I guess, is a little more old school sounding in a classic rock prog sense. Um, if they also have a recording that sounds like a rehearsal demo, uh, people are just going to wonder if they recorded this in like 19, you know, 1976 in a basement. And they really need modern recording quality, in my opinion, in order to be able to really bring out vintage sounding riffs. These guys seem like they're talented musicians, or is it just a whole lot of notes? 
No, I, I think that these guys have some skill. I do think that there are some weaker uh, elements of the equation, like the melodic vocals. Um, but I think that these guys are suffering from either thinking that the cool tricks that they're pulling off musically are enough, or they have some sort of weird, shitty recording ideal, which is also dumb. But I just, I just feel like no one's gonna, no one's gonna care about this because it doesn't sound serious. And the thing is that if some of that stuff sounded better, it's good enough to where some people would like it. People that like more vintage sounding stuff might actually get into this because there's some cool Sabbathy like older school riffs and some cool stuff you didn't hear on older school bands like whammy pedals on guitars and they just have some cool stuff going on here and there but it's totally overshadowed by the basement quality recording and it's totally ruined when the structuring goes to shit with the melodic vocals in there so I understand if a band wants to be prog you know more power to you but you still have to have good structuring and good arrangements to pull it off. Best prog should bands be, have, have impeccable arrangements. There, there ought to be full-body pat-downs at the band rehearsals for Exovoid, who you can find <laughs> on SoundCloud, and uh, Loja, who you can discover on uh, YouTube if you want to hear more. Uh, thank you, Isle. And, oh, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, you can tell people how to record correctly especially if they're in detroit i'm still trying to teach him how to do segues if you want to hear more <laughs> of y'all you can go to jsf podcast the uh, joey sturgis uh forum podcast which is a podcast it's all about um all about recording and everything else that, that that you do really and it's it's a pretty cool podcast man yeah it's myself joey sturgis and joel wanisak you know we all have radically different styles and backgrounds in recording but we've all been doing it a long time and have kind of made our own way with it and we just do this podcast that goes five times a month and really try to educate people on how stuff really works in the studio like what the standards are for pro records what the actual challenges are of working in this industry how to keep yourself motivated through all the bullshit and just, you know, dispel a lot of the internet myths about gear and how to mix. And we, you know, and we also do critiques like this um, from the audience, you know, like we'll have listeners submit a song and we'll take it apart with them on there. Uh, you know, we'll have them on the show as a guest getting critiqued Ooh. live for about an hour. That's so fun. that's, <laughs> that's the next, I think that's uh but we're we're nice about it. Um, we're just trying to help. That's, um, a, that's some next level shit right there. <laughs> well, I think it's it's hard to get submissions for that sometimes because I think some of these guys are afraid to come on and you know get told that something needs to be better. But you know, if I was twenty and coming up and really trying to learn how to get better, I would submit. Well, it's like what we're talking about here. It's like it's not about tearing you down. It's about figuring out what, how you can do things better. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I'm not here to to tear anybody down. Yeah. I mean, I think 
I think that you got to tell people the honest truth about you know about how they can get better, but it should always be in the context of improvement. And then you uh, also have a boot camp coming up this month. Uh, so when is that again? A lot of people who have watched me teach recording stuff online started to bug me to for longer scale in-depth uh, offerings or you know told me that they wanted to learn in person because they just can't get the same interaction out of a video that's online. So I started doing these boot camps where it's myself and Joey Sturges and usually some sort of well-known artist and we run them in different cities and they go for about 40 hours straight of 10 hours a day, not 40 hours straight, four days straight, 10 hours a day, 40 hours of just intense real life recording and mixing instruction. We go from pre-pro all the way through mixing and mastering. And we tell you and show you how it's really done. And the next one is in Detroit, June 18th through 21st at 37 studios. And myself and Joey Sturges, just uh, schooling you. Y'all, thank you once again. One minute to midnight on the Metal Sucks Podcast.
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
Music from Ghost. I'm not even going to really try to pronounce the damn name of the song. Is it Ceriche? Sir Ceriche? And, and then the album is like right out too, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't put those damn things together. New Ghost. We'll just leave it at that right there on the Metal Sucks podcast. I think it's kind of damn brilliant. So I and also it's just a nice rub into my fun co-host Godless because I know you love it so much, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I I'd understand it if like like there was like nothing available music wise. Like just you know, three albums came out this quarter. You know, and this is album number three. Then then okay, it's like it's I'm, I've listened to Faith No More enough. All right, so <laughs> now I'm gonna I'll spin something that's like, that that would make sense. But there's so much out there that actually tastes good why would i consume this oh my god awful piece i mean it's better than that stupid polka they put on the last song but still oh my god Uh, this is why i had to play the song for you man i mean because you know we had to just i had to rub it in a little bit yeah and 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 you're not the only one who likes this (laughs) no well true not true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the show, Crash Thompson. Uh, you know him from uh, from Critical Condition here on Metal Sucks, as well as Ta Rock Critic. Uh, look for him on YouTube as well. And, uh, and and you agree with me, right, that Ghost is fine? Oh, absolutely. I love Ghost. All right. It's, yeah, it's just, it's so goddamn. The thing is, it's, I mean, Godless, you're bitching so much about it being cheesy and corny and lame. That's what fucking rocks about it, dude. It's so fucking <laughs> awesome. You can't take it, it's like fucking Tommy Wiseau. Of course you're not supposed to take it seriously. <laughs> well, dude, it's like, it's, it's like, dur- it's so it, fucking weird. Ghosts sound like Duran Duran discovered a distortion pedal. That's what ghosts sound like. <laughs> I just like that they're able to be they're even on the third lead singer at this point and and it's just it's it's just it's fun it's it's uh, well we need, to preface, I, we need to preface that quote third I agree lead. with the first two yeah, singers true, we should true. all quit <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're gonna fall in love with it someday I can't wait you're, you're just fighting it because you're you're putting up a fight you know that's, that's all you want to do yeah I know you really secretly uh, jam infestism uh, like a, a non-stop what i'm excited about is having crash on the show indeed <laughs> fuck you god bless you <laughs> <laughs> no no no. Say, say all those horrible things about a band i like and then you come back and try to suck up to me i, I love I you i see what, what how the- it is 
<laughs> so Chuck sent sent along this uh, I'll post on on Facebook this article on, about Spotify and how. All right, so the t- the main topic of the article was that that Spotify is like letting everybody know. Whoa! It turns out we didn't realize this, but metal fans are the most loyal and listen to a boatload of our shit. Yeah, and that and that other genres don't have anything close to as much loyalty as metal fans do, which I thought was a pretty good takeaway. But my sort of takeaway was sort of like an aha moment in a way that oh my god like you know the internet has killed the underground and 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 so i'd sort of draw in with this ghost thing it's like ghosts should be very underground and they're, they're not unfortunately they're available for everybody <laughs> well and, and except except for the fact that they're like the they're they're on top of the wave right now of that type of music like they that's the wave that everybody's riding right now it's the it's the doom. It's the or whatever you want to call that stuff. That's that's really popular right now. So that's kind of what's in. So I mean, you can't really say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with them being quote unquote underground. Well, the good thing about riding a wave is there's a chance you might drown. That's, that's <laughs> it. But but I, I, so crash. What do you think? Do you think that like internet has killed underground music? I mean, this might even be applicable to all genres. Oh, as far well, I don't know if killing the underground is necessarily the right term we want to go for here um well the thing is it's not like well it's not well it's it's more so that the underground there kind of is no quote underground anymore like i mean back in the day if you wanted to find a band that was underground you actually had to do some research and some digging you know you had to you had to know a guy who had heard about the band, and you had to maybe dig around in an obscure record store or something to find a an LP that no one else has ever heard of. And I mean, finding music used to be so much more of a chore. You had to put a lot of work and effort into it. But thanks to the internet, thanks to the technological advances we've made, I mean, music is just so much easier to find and consume. It's, I, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they're. I mean, underground as far as a term as bands. Yeah, maybe they're not as popular. I mean, you know, bands that aren't the Foo Fighters aren't you know Megadeth or anything. I mean, that. I mean, they're still underground in that sort of small band sense. But in terms of accessibility, I don't think underground technically even kind of is exists anymore. Just in that, like anyone can find any band anytime they bloody well please. And and the thing is, you don't even have to go searching for bands these days. I mean, services like like Pandora or iTunes will literally just recommend bands that are similar to the ones you're listening to. And and it's just like underground in terms of popularity. Sure. I mean, there are bands that do better than others, but you don't if, if you're looking for something a bit more obscure, it's just much more easy to locate. Um, yeah, you know, there's still bands out there that are, you know, just, I mean, obviously there's still bands out there that just have a hard time garner just, you know, still have a hard time garnering an audience and getting it out there, but it isn't nearly the struggle. It was 20, even 10 or five years ago. It's just, like I say, availability has just made things has just made the underground much more accessible to everybody else. 
I mean, it seems like my underground means when I look on Spotify, the song has less than a thousand listens. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more, or less, more or less. That's basically what underground has become. It's not, you know, it's not the bands. It, it's not the band that only your hipster friend Todd has heard of and demands you check out, or else you're Ted Poser. It's more just, oh, this band hasn't really exploded yet. They've only got this many followers on Facebook, or they've only you know, got this many hits on Spotify. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's, I think the underground still exists. We're just sort of shifting our definition as to what that actually means. You know? yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing right now, though, is with the, the, the revolution that, you know, as far as how we consume music and everything is watching my friends, because I've got some really devout, true cult with a V you know, tr- these people are the the metal elite people who, you know, fuck Metallica. I don't give a shit about Megadeth, you know, whatever. It's only this and only that. Now that all of their favorite bands that were the cool underground are on Bandcamp and Spotify, they're like really struggling with whether or not that's cool anymore. Oh, yeah. That's a that's the thing. The uh, weirdly enough, the internet age is sort of killing that sort of ultra hipster mentality. Right? Oh, oh, oh! You wouldn't like this band. You haven't heard of them. Yes, I have. Actually, Everyone's yes, heard of them. I just googled them. As a matter of fact, I can pull up my phone and look them up in literally two minutes. I've heard of them. You're not special. Tee <laughs> I remember, like back in the day, you know, I'd go into like a record store, and I go to the dude at the work to the record store, and I go, "All right, look, I, I like." I remember one going in. I like his name is alive. What can what can you recommend? And the guy's like, "Oh, well, you know, do you like your sort of like more metally stuff?" And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." He's like, "Check out Princess Dragon Mom." You know, it's like this really obscure, noisy that ended up ended up being a conduit to a boatload of other great music. Like, you know, when we're talking to Barney a couple weeks ago, Scorn and Lull and all that stuff ended up coming out of being turned on to Princess Dragon Mom. And it was awesome because that was pretty damn underground and it was cool. But it seems like now the only stuff that's underground is the stuff that sucks or is derivative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And that, that's what I was thinking. It's like, it's not just the stuff that's like unsigned and hasn't been brought out yet. It's the stuff that's really fucking terrible. It's like, yeah. well, so like the like the metal elitists are glomming onto shit that's like really, really bad in in, in a lot of cases because it's no, it's real. It's what the real people are doing. The stuff that's underground because it deserves to be buried. Exactly. (laughs) Which totally, it it totally, you know, misappropriates what underground used to be. Underground used to be great music that, that people, other people weren't cool enough to know about. And that was, there was something kind of cool about that. You know, being the first on your block to know what other people were going to listen to in, in a year or so was really, really cool. Now, I don't know how often that happens. I keep on thinking that I'm going to pull a, a Monty Connor and I'm going to hear something and go, uh, oh, frickin' I can hear where this is going to go. Wait another two albums or so. And, and then, you know, I end up being right. But I don't know. I, don't know, I guess I'm not a very good Monty Connor. The, awesome. the other thing I, was that, uh, or that turned me on to this idea was uh, there was a listener named Andy who sent me uh, on Facebook. Uh, 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 he said, check out a band called A Forest of Stars. And they're like this this Celtic black metal thing, and it's actually really really good. I mean, it's not Altar of Plagues good, but it's it's really good. So I was like, 
I've never even heard about this. I should be at the center of all that's going on, and I don't, but there it is, and then I look, and even that's got, you know, 15,000, 20,000 listens, not huge numbers, but, you know, there are people who are listening to this band. It's kind of cool. Well, like you say, that's another part of the whole, with the, with music being more available, with it being more out there. I mean, and that's the thing. People like, and like I say, bands like that like the under like bands that aren't like hugely hugely successful or hugely pop that are still bands that are still gaining their audience like they're still out there and they're still you know they're still doing what they can to garner that they just have more tools at their disposal and they just have like it's it's more well the thing is it's sort of shifted as to you know, is the guy in the record store who shoots you those recommendations as a as a, we just basically replace the guy with a online service or like or you know hype through Facebook friend through yeah, on Facebook, social media yeah yeah vlogger or, you know, uh, YouTube critic <laughs> <laughs> yeah fat yeah handsome Chris Farley resembling YouTube critic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Crash, like you're not even like, you know, you're not like a, a traditional like, you know, true with the V metal fan. You kind of are coming to metal from sort of the outside looking in a little bit, right? The word you're looking for is poser. Yes. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that's well, that's the thing. I'm well, no, I mean, I do love you're metal, a music but, fan. But, but, yeah, the thing is, I'm also like I'm big into rock and you know other genres. My palate is a bit more. I, I'd like to say my palate is a bit more broad. I'm not just all metal, only metal. Life is metal. I mean, you know, I I got respect for that, but that's just not me. You know, I, you know, I, I I like Foo Fighters. I don't give a damn if I don't give a damn whoever judges me for it, man. Best of you is yeah. awesome, but you know what? I mean, you know what else is awesome? Fucking raining blood. Fucking. Uh, you know, peace sells. Like I, you know, I just have a wider sort of breadth, I guess. But do you um, find that, like, like from coming from the rock perspective, that it's those big names that are the you know sort of most listenable and the stuff that you most appreciate, or are you able to kind of come across metal bands that are you know as you know what we're talking about, sort of more underground, and go, oh wait, 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 this is good too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, mostly because, I mean, a lot of that simply comes from the fact that, you know, I, because I was weaned on those, you know, I was weaned on bands like the Big Four, like Iron Maiden. I was, you know, I got my initial taste from, you know, the biggest and the best because, you know, not being a, not being an, obs- you know, not being, you know, metal to the core. I was obviously, lo- when I was looking into, originally looking into metal, I was looking into, okay, what's the most popular stuff? You know, even then, even back when I was walking up to record store clerks and asking, hey, what's what's good? You know, if, if I, you know, and asking them what's metal and like, you know, usually you get pointed to the big guys. But when uh, at least even from like a critical perspective, like if I'm reviewing an album from a band I'm not terribly familiar with or I haven't really had a chance to dig into their back catalog that much or anything, um, I mean, I can still really like even the bands that are obscure, I can still appreciate uh, what I listen to, because I can hear elements from the bands that I am more familiar with, the bands you know that are you know may you know the bands that have garnered more of a following and are maybe more familiar to you know more the the lay person who isn't you know who isn't as fluent in metal. Uh, like I can still I can still see like what's I, I can see what's 
what they're doing right from you know those perspectives, where they're getting it, you know, where they're the the marks that they're hitting that are familiar to those bands, the, the things that those bands did right. I can see in you know some of these other bands, and you know, you know the ones that that obviously suck balls are the ones that just don't have anything to offer, yeah, like the bands. They don't do anything with it, thing. you know. Oh, yeah, and I'm not saying that every and I'm not saying that every band has to sound like freaking Megadeth or Anthrax or whatever, but but at the same time you do like notice like the patterns are there. The skill in musicianship is there. Like the like the tonality, the the ability to craft a good melody and the ability to be you know, the ability to be brutal but also appealing, you know. It's it's easy to spot even if you're not terribly familiar with the genre if you're familiar with music and how the things are composed and how things are written and how a particular riff is crafted then you can appreciate it regardless of how familiar you may be with the genre or the style or whatever i mean like i've said on the show before good music will stand out regardless of where it's standing out from if it's good it's good yeah it's funny i had a, a friend of mine here at the at the radio ranch where i work she was working for her doing some stuff as a as kind of a not a not a critic but she's judging for an award like i don't even know what this it's this inaugural award thing i I can't even remember what it was but she had like a group of metal bands that were in there like four or five that were in this group of other pop bands and everything else that were up for this american music award thing or whatever and she came to me it was like so is any of this good I was like, well, I was like, well, uh, I was like, what are you listening to? I was like, so let's go through. And I listened to like five of the bands that she had in there. And, you know, one was the skull. I was like, okay, well, this is good. But I was like, this is this is from this band over here. This came. This is where this came from. I was like in these other couple bands. And then one was Woven War. And and she and and I was like, just well, give them the award. Give them the well, award. No, no. And it, it won't win because it's like a give pop, them all the awards. It's like a pop music thing. But but I said I said, listen to this song right here, and you tell me if this is a good song. And she listened to it. And she's like, "Oh, this is really catchy." I was like, "Exactly." I was like, "You, was like, you know that this is a good song because you have the music sensibilities to know that this is a good fucking song." Exactly. Now it may not be to regular metalheads the most extreme and this and that and whatever, but it's a great fucking song. So exactly. anybody can identify that stuff. But yeah. that's usually the stuff that that dedicated underground metalheads are like, "Fuck that." That's not legit. <laughs> we want it to be dying fetus and dying fetus only. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking and of the, dying, and though. The thing is, though. And the thing is, like, uh, you do want a healthy amount of that in any scene because that's how the genre grows and adapts. And, like, the people who are willing to think outside the lines yeah. are the ones help the genre expand and try new things. But at the same time, I mean, you shouldn't just like a band just because they're different, you know? I mean, just because it's different doesn't necessarily mean it's good. You shouldn't like a band because they sound like Duran Duran with a distortion power. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, and I've got another buddy of mine, too, that is a newcomer to metal. He's only been in for like a couple of years, but he went completely the opposite of the way you did. Uh, and sank himself completely into the quote unquote underground and fi- and started finding the most the most legit type mm. stuff that's out there and the stuff he brings to me is like what the f- it's, this is awful like this is I was like this is fucking terrible he's like no this is so and so all these other people are talking about how great this is I'm like I don't give a fuck this is terrible 
And uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. It does, like, does, doesn't mean that that a couple people on the internet make it legitimate because it's because they say it is because nobody's ever heard of it either. So eh, I don't know. It's, well, it, part of that too is that it's it's more liking a band. It's more liking a scene than it is liking us liking the music itself. Yeah. It's liking the it's the appeal of being different. It is the appeal of just being, you know, of be, of being separate, you know, of being this whole other entity from everybody else, you know, just feeling, you know, like sort of purposefully excluding yourself so you can feel like you're kind of on a higher plane of sorts. Like, uh, oh, of course you wouldn't get it, you know, or of course, you know, just separate, you know, just list like it's more it, at that point. It doesn't even really have much to do with the music. It's more just creating crafting your identity around using this to craft your identity around this sort of idea that you are that there's something about it that you get that nobody else does when and that can happen from time to time i mean you know there are tons of albums out there that are criminally underlooked in their time but i mean sometimes it just sometimes shit gets overlooked because it deserves to be overlooked <laughs> i mean right. jack white jack white can jack white and david bowie can say they like lulu as much as they damn well please <laughs> that album is a pile of fuck it's an abomination. <laughs> Even oh, Spotify, that album's underground. You can't find that album on Spotify. <laughs> I might. That's because Lars is trying to erase every piece of it from the internet right now. Yeah, Lulu is Lulu is to Metallica what the Star Wars Christmas special is to George. <laughs> We're gonna. If anyone wants to hear that album in like five years, you're gonna have to get like a illegal sketchy bootleg of it. <laughs> yep. Sorry, yeah, life for life because Lulu is. But because Lulu will die. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully hope to God it dies. Sorry, yeah, life, it's like, life Day special, excuse me. All right. They don't even need to pretend <laughs> that no they Christmas like it for Lou Reed's sake anymore, you know? It's, that's sort of the <laughs> yeah, best part. Yeah, he's gone now. Uh, Crash, I love your critical condi- condition videos. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for sucking up again, Godless. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah, so check out Critical Condition, of course, on Metal Sucks, and uh, you can also ch- find your YouTube channel as well is what again? It's youtube.com slash Critic. That's T-E-H-R-O-C-K-C-R-I-T-I-C. I had to go with te because all the names with dignity were taken. Mm, well, <laughs> understood. Crash, thank you, man. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, I don't know, dude. The uh, the underground, <laughs> it's 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 so weird, dude. I just don't know how, but there are still people out there that can find this shit that's just like so totally random. Like you know, people that well, that are friends on Twitter. Like whether it's you know Kim Kelly, like I, she surprises the shit out of me all the time. I'm like, how the fuck did you find this band? <laughs> and sometimes it's good. It's like something off of Bandcamp. Yeah, you know, no, like, they've, uh, it, yeah. But like, they got three tracks. It's one dude in the basement somewhere in like Ukraine. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, even the people who live upstairs don't know that he exists. But right. Kim Kelly does. You know, it's like, how the but fuck, it, man? That's crazy. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it is. But you know, like ninety five percent of the time, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Do we need the underground? I mean, is it something that, that is necessary anymore? I mean, like before, the underground was something that was underground because just. There wasn't the access, right? You just didn't have that access anymore. And and I think the audience was so much smaller as well. I think it seems like the audience is so big now. Is it just sort of, I think it's kind of catering to, 
yeah, we've got this availability. Now there's more people. It's all sort of broad and it just is what it is. Is it just make it all kind of vanilla? I just don't think that I just don't think it exists anymore. I think that that we've got this old paradigm and we're trying to apply it to a a, a completely different distribution model. And I think really I'm not saying I think that we're now experiencing a greater amount of meritocracy of a meritocracy than ever in the history of anything yeah. and and that i think is is awesome and should be celebrated rather than like rejecting it and just so you know going oh no this this you know one dude who uh you know uh uh it recorded himself puking over his keyboard <laughs> is somehow black metal you know I, so yeah, you heard the new uh, mike Patton album all right cool <laughs> no but i mean i i think it may not even be a paradigm i think it just may be a naming structure you know i think it just we're so used to calling things certain things that uh, we call it the underground. You, you know what I mean? It's a, it's we need to come up with new names for everything, but that that sucks too. I don't know. The underground now is split into two parts. It's either uh, stuff that just hasn't uh, yet gotten around, but give it a few minutes, and stuff that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and it's ninety five percent, maybe ninety nine percent stuff that sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got yeah. I got to give a, a a heads up to a band that doesn't suck. Uh, Walls of Jericho, Mike, and Walls of Jericho was the one who uh, uh, compared Ghost to duran duran and you know it was like i have no interest in listening to, to ghost but like as soon as i saw him po- uh, post that on facebook i go and i pull up one track and i was like oh my god that girl's on film you know it's, it's just <laughs> it's, it's it is crazy when you listen to him you know you got to do a mashup or something all right i'll see what i can do i'll see if i can may have worked that out we're gonna have to oh yeah okay i now that i'm thinking about it maybe i can oh, i can hear it now oh, no no what's in my head like i played that song on my radio show and uh, somebody texted me was like, "Is that uh, is that Philabonte is the new Papa Emeritus 3? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be a fun one." Uh, but I had to play it for you because uh, you know I was asked by an avid listener to make sure that we got your opinion about the new ghost. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you got it. Now you got it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, well, we got to wrap this show up. Make sure that you are subscribed to the show on iTunes and all that good stuff. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Metal Sucks Podcast and uh, you can uh, subscribe. That way it comes right to your device or whatever. However you do your podcast, it comes right to you and you can leave us a couple of stars so else we suck. We're on Stitcher. We're all there. We're, of course, posted every Monday at MetalSucks.net so you can get us there and you can get us on the socials. I am at bearded ape i am at godless speaks and godlessspeaks.com. and thanks to crash thompson thanks to y'all levy this week and next week we've got boom, 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 big bombshell oh, uh, it's next week, huge people huge huge you have no idea like nothing nothing we have ever done is as big as next week is wait, that wait, right wait wait, wait. It's, dude you, come on man what was what was barney man well, Barney, I mean, that was awesome. That was awesome. But we're talking, but Barney was like, like, um, oh, I don't know. It was like, it was like a, uh, oh, I don't even know how to do it. Barney it's, was awesome. But it's, when that you drop was, a, it's when you drop a pebble in a pond and the ripples go uh, go away from the pebble, pebbles and then you drop another one in and they, they, they amplify each other. And dude, you keep Bar- dropping pebbles in and they get bigger. I don't know. I can't. You remember. know what Barney was? Barney was like, you know, you bump into that chick you had a crush on in high school and then you make a date to like hang out and you've got three weeks to prepare. 
you know that's what that was <laughs> what we've got going on now is like you, you you know like you go to this restaurant and then all of a sudden the the waitress just throws herself at you that's what next week is. i would say uh if nothing else i am very flattered by many of the things that were said in next week's episode to say the least so let's uh, just say we got a super fan yeah a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff coming up in next week's episode so make sure you are subscribed and all that good stuff Till next week, I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Yeah.